the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And a very happy Thursday afternoon to you. We're excited you're along today. We continue our string of spare room broadcast here on the ride home so uh we're already home and we hope that you wherever you are you get home and safe and sound as well kath good to see you how are things sometimes technology gets the best of you john mm-hmm. yeah, i definitely. apologize if you hear my printer running in the background i've been trying to install it for the last 45 minutes and all of a sudden just now when we it's go to working? air when there's a microphone next to it it's springing into action i don't hear it i think we're good i, okay. really, I don't hear it at all no that's no. wonderful very good. Hey, uh, speaking of technology, this is a big day in the Hall household. Big, big Why? day. Why? Because for the first time ever, uh, our contractor, Dan, shows up, and uh, he puts in a cat door. <gasps> I mean, I know it's low-grade technology, but we're super excited here. I mean, it is analog. Yeah. But the cat door? Do you have a cat door? Yes. And it, listen, I want to hear how long it takes your cats to accept the fact that you want them to go in it. Well, you know what? I mean, the one cat already super curious about it, standing really? next to it. And I'm putting my hand on the cat door and flipping it forward. I don't right. think for this one guy, it's going to take too long at all. And okay. I may stand on the other side with some treats because I've got the, you know, I think they might come through there. The treat portal. It's been a year uh, since I've had the cat door, and uh, my one cat in particular, Princess Charlotte, she walks up to the closed door, mm. she looks at the cat door, and then she sits down and looks at me in the eye, mm-hmm. which well, basically means you're going to open this door, right? Really? Yes. So she's, you've had it a year, and the cat yes. refuses to use it? Now, she'll do it? it. She'll do it, but under duress. She, mm-hmm. will, she will always protest, her silent protest first. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope they use it. But I'm it excited for you, John. I mean, it's a great too. thing. You don't have to have your basement door open all the time. Exactly. Right. right? We've, had this, we've had these cats since February and March. And so. And you yep. don't want to have your bath, your basement door open all the time. No, I don't. Plus, I don't want, you know, kitty litter flying around and all this whole thing. So that's good. Okay. So uh, good news. Uh, I just saw you reach for your printer. Yeah. Does it work? It works. Hey. Yay. Welcome to the 20th century. Thank you so much. I've been yeah. I've been doing the show for the last uh, three days with no printer. Mm-hmm. And believe me, it's really been bothering me. Yeah, of course. Little things mean a lot, do they not? Yes. All right. Well, that's us for the day. Um, you want to talk about new stuff? <laughs> yeah. There's okay. a lot. I have uh, four items I've chosen, John. Four items to choose. All right. Then without further ado, uh, we hold with bated breath the top four at four. For Thursday, the 29th of June, 2023, number one, Robert Bowers, according to today's trib, thought there would be a parade and he would win medals and accolades for slaughtering 11 Jewish people as they worshipped in their Squirrel Hill Synagogue in October of 2018. Really? He was proud of it, said forensic psychologist Richard Rogers as he testified today in federal court. 
Quote, he felt he had done something in his mind that might be seen as heroic. I think he was blatantly psychotic. Richard Rogers, who spent more than 18 hours with Bowers over four days last fall, told jurors today that Bowers has schizophrenia and at the time of the synagogue attack was severely mentally ill. That testimony followed a brief summation of Bowers' mental health history, including a nine-month period when Bowers, at the age of 13, was institutionalized at three different facilities in the Pittsburgh area. Dr. Rogers discussed Bowers' medical records on the witness stand today, continuing to bolster the defense argument that Bowers is too mentally ill to have formed the necessary intent to commit a capital crime. Number two. The Supreme Court today ruled that race-conscious admission policies of Harvard College and the University of North Carolina violate the Constitution, bringing an end to affirmative action in higher ed in a decision that will reverberate across a lot of campuses in the nation. The court ruled 6-3 to three along ideological lines in the University of North Carolina case and 6-2 in the Harvard one, as Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson recused herself. Chief Justice John Roberts authored the majority opinion, joined by Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Cohen. Barrett. Thomas read a concurring opinion from the bench. Justice Sonia Sotomayor also read her dissent aloud, the first time a dissenting justice has done so in this term. You can read more about that anywhere, but I was reading at CBS News. Number three, the Pirates delayed the start of their game today against the San Diego Padres by 45 minutes because of the crazy air conditions that are here. I'm telling you, I was in downtown Pittsburgh at game time, not for the game, but for something else. And it seemed like there was a car fire like on Grant Street. It was so smoky everywhere. It was hard to believe. Really? Did the 45 minutes make a difference? Uh, I don't know if it really made a difference. It exactly. seemed like it looked the same to me at 45, you know, at two o'clock as it did at one o'clock. Anyway, Austin Hedges said it was terrible. Just kind of awful, scary, to be honest. Uh, Kutch reached first base on a single in the first inning immediately put on a mask um the trib asked mitch keller how he felt after pitching last night he said i didn't really have any after effects just kind of a scratchy throat this morning when i woke up but who knows um pitcher rich hill said if it's not okay to play the game it shouldn't be for us players to decide we're not the experts Okay, very good. Thank you. And number four, an artificial sweetener used in Diet Coke will be declared a potential cancer risk to humans. A bombshell report claimed today aspartame will officially be listed as possibly carcinogenic to humans in the World Health Organization's reclassification. And that is your top four at four. Well, maybe it's time to switch to zero Coke, right? That's what a, does that have in it? I don't know. It's a different concoction. I believe it is, right? Uh, how do you feel? Do you enjoy aspartame? Is that something that you... Oh, it's not something I wake up in the morning and go, hey, I wish I had some aspartame. Uh, I'm <laughs> aspartame sure is also used in Mars uh, extra chewing gum and some Snapple drinks, apparently. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm sure I've had my share of it over over the years, right? I remember. I mean, it's been around for decades. I mean, you can use Equal is still available in the blue packs. Oh, yeah. On, okay. Sure. At your I local restaurant, at your table, it, right? It might not be after this. Okay. Or All at right. least it'll be stamped with something. All right. well, anyway, good news that the Buckos won. Yeah, Bucks came from behind. Uh, they were losing four nothing, and they came back and won five four. So that's very, very good news. All right. Um, anything else you want to say? Well, I just want to say that we have Jerry Boyer on deck. Okay, very nice. Well, we'll step aside, take a quick break uh, for these important messages. And Jerry Boyer is with us. He's an activist. That phrase, Jerry. But Jerry really backs it up. He's been to ninety shareholder meetings, taking on equity, inclusion, yada yada, ding dong. Uh, he'll talk about that. 
how corporate America looks at us next. 101.5 WORD. Has your family ever faced hunger at a level where their life was at risk or had little or no access to clean drinking water? For children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Word FM and Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries to solve this crisis. A $62 one-time gift provides food, water, and also Bibles. You can get involved right now by calling 866-806-2977 or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Inflation is crippling American families, and the current administration sure isn't doing you any favors. It's times like these you need to find ways to spend less wherever you can. One easy way is switching your wireless service to Pure Talk. That's right. Veteran-owned Pure Talk is wireless for Americans by Americans. Instead of wasting their money on thousands of retail stores you'll never go into, famous actors you don't care about, or expensive perks you'll never use, they just want to save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family almost $1,000 a year. And the coverage is great. The most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half, dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to Pure Talk today. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh July 9th and 10th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Nefarious, the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. In modern day screw tape letters, teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at Salem. Salemnow.com. Hey, uh, who knew that you had a voice in corporate America? Jerry Boyer is back with us, and he is uh, one of the uh, voices that speaks up more than 90 times Jerry has here recently. Jerry Boyer is a podcaster, Meeting of Minds, also the author of The Maker versus the Takers, here to talk to us about uh, boardroom activism. Jerry, welcome back. Great to be with you again. Pleasure, always. Jerry, we've talked about this uh, for the last, I don't know, three or four months that you've been with us, because I think a lot of Christians, when they think of uh, social responsibility, when it comes to their interaction with corporations, they think, well, the thing I should do is boycott. 
right? So if I'm upset at Target or if I'm mad at Anheuser-Busch or whatever, I'm just not going to buy their products. Now, you've been trying to tell us and our listeners over the last, I don't know, half of a year that really that's not the, that you're welcome to do it, but it's not the most effective form of communicating your point of view to a corporation. And so to that end, God bless you. You have gone to about 90 virtual annual meetings. Uh, first of all, congratulations on surviving. <laughs> Second of all, give us your perspective now that annual meeting season is about over. Well, my perspective is that this was the year that the tide turned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think partly it was because even though I don't think that these boycotts ought to be mandatory and that we all ought to get all legalistic about it, uh, changing consumer behavior has created a little bit of fear in the, in the hearts of executives. And I think Target would be the main case, or, or maybe uh, Anheuser-Busch with Bud Light. Uh, to some degree, Kroger uh, has been feeling some of this. Um, and what's happened is that uh, the ESG movement, environmental social governance, and DEI, this is acronym soup here, this is alphabet soup, diversity, mm-hmm. equity, and inclusion, got into a really crazy space, which I think ideologies tend to do. Um, and, you know, a lot of, it became at some point, these things meant don't discriminate against someone based on race or gender, right? Don't, you know, if a black person applies for the job, give them the same chance as a white person, or if a woman applies for the job, give her the same chance as a man. And somehow that created an arc to Dylan Mulvaney prancing around selling Bud Light, um, and essentially destroying the brand of the number one beer in America, um, or Target selling tuck-friendly bathing suits and destroying another great retail brand, all in the name of diversity, equity, and equality. Um, and it was really fascinating to hear the CEO of Target, you know, um, by the way, that's one annual meeting that I didn't attend because that was one of the very, very, very few annual meetings that was not held online. Mm, and I think really? that's very conspicuous by design. I'm sure. Absolutely. Because they, they, um, they've been online ever since COVID like everyone else has been. Um, there are a few other corporations that had in-person meetings and online too, like Tesla, you know, you could go or you could stream. They, it was in-person only. It wasn't in, you know, it wasn't, uh, in their hometown. They did it in Austin, which is far from Minneapolis, right? A liberal city. Um, I've yet to be able to get a recording of it. I've asked the press office over and over again, have you recorded it? I, they call that a foxhole meeting in corporate par- parlance. Mm-hmm. Like if, if there's a company that some, someone's trying to take over or asking tough questions, you put, you put your meeting, uh, often they go to Texas for meetings. You go to a non-hub city you mm-hmm. know, um, and you go to a city that might be sympathetic. And I think Austin would probably be a little bit more sympathetic to what's been going on with Target. But it's interesting, the CEO of Target um, defended what he did, and he said, well, we, diversity is part of who we are. We've always been a very diverse company. You know, we are, we're in diverse neighborhoods, and we've had rapidly growing, you know, Spanish-speaking customer base. And I thought, how unbelievably tone-deaf that is. I mean, that th- these social engineers, they take a word like diversity, and they think that somehow you can just translate that from the you know some kind of traditional meaning to mean anything you want it mm-hmm. to mean as if as if to say you know that um 
you know, some, uh, uh, you know, some Latino aunt is going to go buy quinceanera uh, um, present at Target because diversity and they have a 666 Bible Girl T-shirt and that shows they're diverse. So they must like me, too. Or that they think that African-American consumers are going to say, oh, well, they clearly believe in diversity because they've got a devil worshiper who's um, producing jewelry. Uh, and so that's diversity. It's like a word that is stretched so far that it's like breaking, you know, like a rubber band stretched to the breaking point. Um, and that is such an odd way to approach the diversity question. And it shows how perverted it's gotten from whatever good intentions there ever had been at the beginning. Now, now in the case of, of Target, I've been talking to them for about two and a half years uh, from the shareholder point of view, uh, made some progress and then hit a brick wall because they've bought into it. Some companies were pulled into left-wing politics and then um, I can come along on behalf of, of um, shareholders who want them to be non-political and say, hold on a second, you don't have to get involved in all this politics. And they take that as a relief. But some companies, they've given themselves over to it. And so we reached the point where we were working our way up the hierarchy at Target, where we realized, no, this is their religion. This is their new identity. Um, and so in this case, shareholder engagement only gave us a very satisfying told you so. But it didn't actually create change, at least not yet. Now, um, but I, you know, I mean, Nineveh turned, so maybe mm -hmm. Target can turn as well. I wouldn't count it out, but they might have to go through some more loss of value. Or another possibility, by the way, is when these companies destroy themselves this way for a hostile investor to come along and say, "Listen, you clearly mismanaged the company, but this is a salvageable brand." I'm going to, you know, buy a controlling interest and fire the executives and reboot Anheuser Busch or reboot Target or, or whatever. Um, so. You know, that would be a highlight. Another one I think worth at least talking about is a Pittsburgh company, Duolingo, um, that when the Dobbs decision uh, came out, which reversed Roe versus Wade, the CEO almost immediately announced that if Pennsylvania restricts reproductive freedom, we're going to move our headquarters out of Pennsylvania, um, which is an absolutely yeah. ridiculous and indefensible and non-fiduciary decision on the part of that CEO to make a business decision like that, to have, you know, to have had a headquarters here, to have a workforce here, to have people tied to the region and then to say, Oh, but if we, if, but if they have to drive a little while, if they, if they, if they have to drive to New York to get an abortion and New York's not all that far, you know, uh, that's unacceptable. And we will move our headquarters out of this state is an, it was irresponsible abuse of the uh, shareholders. Um, so you know, that's I did attend the annual meeting. I asked that question. They didn't take that question. Mm. I've asked them in follow up and they've simply ignored it. And in a case like that, it might be that the proper response is to work to put a proposal on the ballot, which mm. they can't ignore. And then you get to speak to shareholders, shareholders directly and make your case. I see. So, Jerry, you showing up and other like minded uh, shareholders as well and seeing what's happened with the Bud Light and Target and whatnot. You're saying perhaps the tide has turned? Yes. Every pro-abortion resolution went down in flames this year. Uh, they all lost. They were all opposed by management, and they got lower votes than they did last year. For the most part, companies, um, when I've asked them about taking political positions, every one of them that took that question, and the majority did, said, we want to be neutral. Now, yes. some of them said, we've always been neutral, and they haven't, and I challenged that. 
Um, many of them said uh, one of the questions I asked about was how did the how did you respond to Roe versus Wade if they made a public announcement? So, for instance, Yelp, um, Vimeo would be another one. You know, obviously denounced um, the pro-life uh, point of view, and they said, "Well, no, you know, we didn't say anything about politics. We just said that we're going to pay for, to reimburse for abortion travel. So it's just a human resources. It's just a health benefit question." Well, okay, two things. One, is that really all you said? Here's your tweet from last year. Abortion is a universal human right. This is a sad day for America. Abortion is essential to be, you know, so no, you weren't neutral and it wasn't just HR manual stuff. But it's never too late for you to get back to neutral. Here, This is what neutral might look like. Neutral is you reimburse for adoption travel. Do you, Yelp, reimburse for adoption travel? 30-second silence. No, we don't. Mm. Ah, we're not neutral, are we? You You reimburse for abortion travel, but you don't reimburse for adoption travel. So I followed up, and the answer was, well, you know, we reimburse for any healthcare procedure that's banned. We have to travel, which, of course, is a very kind of ad hoc definition. Oh, okay. Sure. What you're saying is we reimburse for abortion. I, I can't think of any other banned procedure. Right. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I can't get my gallbladder taken out because it's banned in Pennsylvania. I got to go to uh, Ohio. To, <laughs> right, um, right. So it's all about abortion. And I asked, well, why is that relevant? If somebody has to go to a different state to adopt because they don't, there aren't babies available in their home state, then they don't have access to adoption in their state. Even if it's not a legal barrier, the point is, if you want them to be able to honor that choice, the adoption choice, if some woman says, I'm not going to abort, I'm going to bring this baby into the world, and a, and a couple say, we want that child, isn't that a reproductive choice? Yes, it is. And doesn't that one deserve the same reimbursement? Yes, it should. Um, and some of them will come back and say, okay, we do reimburse for it. Then my answer is, okay, you want to be neutral? Announce that with as much public fun fanfare as you reimburse for the abortion re, you know, re, as, as the announcement for reabortion. For, so they're trying to move to neutral. They're trying to pretend they were always neutral. Some of them are saying, look, we saw what happened with Disney. We saw what happened with Bud Light. And we're saying that starts with honesty. You haven't always been neutral, but you can be neutral going forward. Um, one of the one of the most fascinating things was the BlackRock, which is the largest asset manager in the world, which really led the movement in this direction with corporations getting political. Um, they didn't mention ESG, environmental social governance, investing once. This was this was like the high fiefdom, the kingdom of ESG, not once in the whole annual meeting. And just this week, the Larry Fink, who's the CEO, said we're rebranding away from ESG. Uh, and I'm embarrassed to have been involved in you know, all this political debate. I was like, okay, Very good. you know, here's a, here's a way to avoid being in embarrassing political debates, stay out of politics. Mm-hmm. And then you're not pulled. Right, that's easy. That's it's easy. It's a not doing a thing. I'm not doing right. a thing and, should and, be an easy thing to do. And, and that's what I really appreciate about your perspective and what you've done over the last year or year plus, Jerry, is that I think if people hear the beginning of this conversation, they start thinking, oh, OK, well, you know, Jerry Boyer's on there and he's trying to talk Target into being pro-life or he's trying to talk Duolingo into, you know, being pro-life. But it's not that we're just trying to say that. Uh, corporations shouldn't assume that everyone who cares about social issues has the same perspective. So just be neutral. Be neutral because it's not your function. See, because I'm not theologically neutral, um, 
I believe that corporations should be politically neutral because I believe that politics isn't God. Now, if politics is God, then every institution should be political, right? I mean, I'm a Christian, so I believe in God. So I believe God infuses everything. If I believe that the state or my party or my political leader was a God, then I would want every institution bowing to that God, right? I mean, isn't that what they did in the 1930s mm-hmm. Germany? Mm-hmm. You know, you had Hitler, he was the head of the state, but in the universities, they had to say, you know, pledge fealty to the Fuhrer. And even in the churches, they were pledging fealty to the Fuhrer. He's the Fuhrer, he's the leader. That's what happens in status societies. Or in China, they're supposed to pledge allegiance, you know, to, to Xi and to the Maoist religion. The churches are required to do that. All the businesses are required to do that. So because I believe that God is God and the state isn't God, I be- and that's not neutral. That's a very distinctive religious point of view. For exactly that reason, I don't think business should be involved in politics because politics isn't everything. And I think early on, it felt easy to just kind of bow in a certain direction, throw mm-hmm. a little pinch of incense to the emperor right. of progressivism. Maybe I'll get a plaque or a dinner, or I'll get a 100% you know, human rights campaign rating, or I'll be considered an ally, or my teenage daughter might love me again, or for whatever reason they're doing it, they're kowtowing in this direction. And they thought, okay, that's it. When do I get my testimonial dinner and my plaque? And instead, the same groups come back th- next year and say, oh no, that was just the beginning. Now you have to put a trans woman on your beer can. Otherwise, you won't get a 100% rating anymore. The 100% the standards of what gets you a 100% rating in being an ally, those keep changing. And you have you basically have to destroy your brain. Any god requires a sacrifice, right? Progressivism is a god. It requires a sacrifice, and what it's requiring is the sacrifice of shareholder value and brand value of Disney uh, and North Face and uh, and Target and Kroger's, et cetera. Very good. So the bottom line is you're in business to make a profit to satisfy your shareholders. It's just best to zip it and sell your product. I think zip it is very good advice for anybody in any field outside of their God-assigned role and area of expertise. Larry Fink seems to be really good at running a gigantic uh, mutual fund company. Uh, Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan, seems to be extremely good at running a bank because he runs the biggest bank in America. He wasn't good at deciding that Sam Brownback's uh, religious liberty group must be hate speech. They're not good at that. Um, I'd say the same thing to pastors. Sometimes pastors wander into a lot of political stuff yep, or some, I agree. somehow they're vaccine experts or whatever. It's, no, no, no. You've got You've got a day job. It's a full-time day job. <laughs> right. Stick to it. You're good at it. If you preach correctly, people will be able to apply principles in every area of life, but, you know, kind of stay to your, stay to your zone of competence. Jerry Boyer is staying to his zone of competence. Mm-hmm. Jerry's the author of The Maker versus the Takers, what Jesus really said about social justice and economics. We have to step away, but when we step back, we're going to continue a conversation with Jerry Boyer. Maybe we'll talk about the uh, Supreme Court decisions that were made today. You're on Thursday edition, Ride Home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. At Ethos Life, we've busted all the myths about getting life insurance. Like myth number one. Life insurance? I can't afford that. 
At Ethos, we have term life policies everyone can afford with policies as low as $7 a month. Or myth number two. I have a life insurance policy through work. That's good enough. With workplace coverage usually only equal to a year's salary, that won't nearly be enough to cover your family's ongoing and future expenses. A long-term, affordable policy from Ethos can give you the peace of mind that if something happens to you, your family is well covered for years to come. Myth number three. Getting life insurance is just too complicated. At Ethos, our 100% hassle-free online process can give you a quote in seconds, application in minutes, and coverage in hours. With no medical exams or blood work needed, just answer a few health questions. Get your free online estimate at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Rates will vary based on age, underwriting, face amount, and type of policy. Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons so we can often charge you less than good old Johnny boy down the street. Doesn't Johnny know this is our street? We are United Faith Mortgage. Our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster. And because we're using our own money within our own walls, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. UnitedFaithMortgage.com United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Did you know 40% of Pennsylvania homes have elevated levels of radioactive radon gas? Testing is the only way to know if your home is at risk. And as easy as one, two, three. First, buy a test kit from your local hardware store. Run the test in your home following the package instructions. Act on your results if they're high. Contact a certified radon mitigation company for help. For more information, go to dep.pa.gov slash radon. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy skies expected tonight. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tonight's low 63. More humid tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Watch for a strong thunderstorm in the afternoon. Again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tomorrow's high 82. It'll be humid Saturday with variable cloudiness. An afternoon thunderstorm or two at a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Jerry Boyer's with us, author, podcaster, economist, uh, opining now, Jerry. Uh, let's talk about the two uh, Supreme Court judgments that came down today, affirmative action and uh, Sunday uh, religious exemptions for employees. Uh, affirmative action, of course, is sending shockwaves throughout the country. Um, uh, quite honestly, I mean, you know, the, the people that it affects is super fringy, but it is still a big deal for a lot of people, yeah? Yeah, because it's a Supreme Court decision, and there's a certain first so that's binding. It's the law of the land for public entities, or and, and universities are very close to public entities because there's so much state funding. Except for Grove City, smart, 
very smart decision they made uh, decades back saying we don't want any of your federal right. money. We think that's going to come with strings attached. Um, but nobody I don't know if anybody else made that decision or very few others made a similar decision. And so universities are essentially treated as uh, public entities. And uh, Harvard was using affirmative action. Harvard, ha the, the Ivy League has a history of using affirmative action to get to certain r racial balances that they wanted for different reasons. Like, for instance, for a long time, everyone understood that there was essentially a limit on how many Jewish students they would accept. They were mm. getting more Jewish students than they wanted uh, because you had, you know, part of the Jewish experience in America in the mid, you know, early and mid 20th century was a high commitment to education. Mm -hmm. And so they were, you know, doing very well and getting good grades and getting into Harvard, Princeton, Yale. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. We didn't know there'd be so many. Uh, so there was a kind of informal ceiling. Eventually they, they did away with that. Uh, and then adopted other um, diversity uh, programs, mandated affirmative action, and that's amounted to a de facto Asian ceiling. Uh, so another wow. immigrant group with a high commitment to education, you know, overachieves in the education area. And so that, that was the particular presenting issue. And what you have is a situation where Asian applicants with the same SAT scores and similar backgrounds and, you know, similar GPAs are getting turned down at a disproportionate rate. Um, and the Supreme Court said, well, that violates the 14th Amendment, equal protection of persons. And I think they're right about that. Um, and I think it is going to, it's not just going to be a, a university thing. We've been talking about corporations. A lot of these corporations have pushed very hard into diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. Now, the E is equity, mm -hmm. not equality. Historically, equality is an American ideal, which I think was first a biblical ideal. Going back to the Torah, don't favor the rich, don't favor the poor, you know, have a righteous judgment, or don't be a respecter of persons in, in the epistle from James. Um, so equality before the law, I think, is a biblical and obviously a constitutional principle. But folks on the left said, oh, no, equality isn't right. We need equity. Equality is treat everyone equally, and then let's whatever happens, happens. Equity is let's force an outcome, mm -hmm. uh, which means you can't treat everybody equally, right? If you want everyone to get to the finish line at the same time, they can't all start in the same place right. or they can't all run at the same. You have to put weights on somebody's ankles, right? Um, in order to get everyone to finish at the same, at the same, in the same time. So um, I think the Supreme Court basically said that's wrong. And I think that's going to flow out now into other institutions, including companies. I think there's going to be a flood of lawsuits for companies that have been essentially trying to create numerical outcomes in terms of the, the racial makeup of a board of directors or especially employees, because you have to discriminate. Mm -hmm. If you're saying we're going to get 30 percent of XYZ group, you have to discriminate to get there. You can't be meritocratic and at the same time you know, have a certain number in mind and promise sure, to hit it. Right. And so I think that's really going to change things a lot. So that's another way I think things are changing around. This is another area where the left went too far and the backlash is now, some people call it the revolt of the normies. The backlash is now pushing these institutions back to something like political neutrality hmm. or it's racial neutrality. I mean, I understand the legal reasoning behind it as much as a layman like myself can understand legal reasoning, but uh, I still think it's a hard question simply because, you know, you you brought up the uh, allegory of the race. Well, not everybody 
is starting at the same place. Um, and I, and I know that, you know, what we want is a quality of opportunity. That's ideal. Right. And so I think that that was the idea of affirmative action. And, you know, I sympathize with those who had outstanding grades that didn't make it into Harvard. At the same time, I do sympathize with people who none of us all start at the same place in life. Um, and so I don't know. I, 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 I just find it, I find it a difficult question to think through. Well, I guess my view would be that is a problem that we don't all start in the same place. Um, well, let me put it this way. It's a problem that some people start out behind yes. for reasons that are utterly and completely unfair, right? Because of the color of their skin or because of the background of their parents, because of what zip code they were born into. I just don't think the remedy is to slow no. somebody else down. Right. I Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Right. So I think that better schooling would get people to a better place. But let, let me put it this way. If you have inner city schools that are not doing well and you have African-American or Latino students who are graduating from those schools and they have been given an inferior product to then say, we are going to make up for that by sending you to a college that you are right. yeah. maybe twice as likely to drop out of right. because because admission at its best is a matching process. You, you, you match the student with an institution that will challenge them, but which they have a high probability of succeeding in. And so we have far higher minority dropout rates in higher education than we do non-minority dropout rates. So did we help? Uh, because it, at that point, I mean, if you, if you want to help better inner city schools, it would be another one. Great finishing schools. I, I, to me, it would be terrific if the state said, OK, we're going to start a finishing school. It's going to be taxpayer funded. It's going to be the best school in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And if you're from a disadvantaged uh, situation and your school you know, didn't give you what you needed, we're going to put you through two years of remedial education. Mm -hmm. And we're going to and you're going to come out of that as if you were educated in the best school in the, in the Commonwealth, because it was the best school. And then you'll get into Harvard on merit. Mm. But a non-merit-based leg up is just what, what, what happens is, I think one of the things we know in terms of outcomes is students who go to college and finish college do better than students who don't go to college. We know that. But you know the worst group? The worst group is students who go to college, fail in college, and drop out. Mm. Right? You're worse yeah. off than if you never went sure. because you're coming out with three years debt mm -hmm. and you're coming out with your confidence shattered and you're coming out with years that could have been in the, you might've been in the workplace. So we are, we're making ourselves feel good by ruining these kids' lives. Yeah. That's interesting. We need to step away. Uh, once again, Jer, do a little finishing school ourselves. <laughs> Jerry Boyer's with us, economist, author, podcaster. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Our conversation continues with Jerry Boyer. Stay with us. You felt the excitement of a big event drawing near, perhaps a wedding or the birth of a child. But how eager are you for a future event that's just as certain and far more magnificent? 
John MacArthur helps heighten your anticipation for Christ's return in his provocative series, The Rapture and the Day of the Lord, on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Beal, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412 Reuter 2 today. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. No. Right across from the Pitt Bookstore. Yeah. Jerry Boyer is with us. He's a podcaster, an economist, an author. We've been talking about equity, Chair. Um, I mean, when you look at the American system... Uh, as flawed as it is, of course, it's still the best system, I believe. I mean, I mean, here we are in the, in the beginning of the 4th of July weekend. We'll wave, wave a flag here. I mean, there's no perfect union here. We are striving to do our best. I, I still believe this, don't you? I do. And um, if you want to know what America's about, take out a dollar bill and flip it over and look at the Great Seal. Um, and there you're going to see a pyramid. And no, it's not aliens and the Illuminati. The pyramid underneath it says... Or above it says, Anuit Keptis. He has smiled on our undertaking. Hmm. Um, and then you have the I didn't know what I didn't know what that meant, Jerry. Yeah, he smiled at our beginning. Okay. Um, and if you look really carefully at the bottom layer, you know, you add, there's Roman numerals. It's 1776. So oh. the foundation is the Declaration of Independence. But the pyramid is incomplete. Because, for instance, women and black people weren't allowed to vote <clears throat> um, and hold property. 
and black people actually mostly were property. So, you know, so the pyramid is incomplete. So the eye of God, how do I know this? Because they wrote notes about this. You know, it's like they, they, we don't have to guess what this means. The a congressional committee said, hey, John Adams and Ben Franklin uh, and Thomas Jefferson, go go draw a picture that represents what the United States is. Now, they weren't so good at drawing pictures, so they ended up eventually finding a heraldress named Boudinet, but they wrote down what it's about. So the eye of God is looking down, and it's like, oh, that's a foundation. All men are created equal. Men meant human beings. We need to make that a little bit more clear, all the human beings. So he smiles at the beginning, but it's incomplete. And that's, I think, where we always are, incomplete. Mm -hmm. So um, now who's not included? Unborn people aren't included. Mm -hmm. So there are they created equal? Well, yes, they are, but they're not legally protected. Um, so we have people to include. Um, we have a lot of people to include. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure we're treating our immigrants quite rightly. Yes, even illegal ones who've been here for 35 years, you know, picking food for us or being nannies. Uh, you know, and they have to live in the underground when they've had fruitful lives. You know, right. can we not say, oh, okay, yes, you came in illegally. Uh, we forgive people for all sorts of things all the time if they've been on good behavior. You know, murderers can get out of jail. Uh, so yes, you can live here as a citizen. So I think you know we 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 have non we have categories of humans that we treat as non human, and so we're always trying to add that. So he smiled at our beginning, um, but uh, we're not done yet. Yeah, you know, right behind my left shoulder, I have a Langston Hughes poem that we hang on our wall there you guys can see it there um let america be america again which is a terrific poem uh but one of my favorite part is the is the one that we put up on the wall uh oh let america be america again he wrote the land that never has been yet and yet must be a land where every man is free a land that's mine the poor man's the indians negroes me who made america whose sweat and blood whose faith and pain whose hand at the foundry whose plow in the rain must bring back our mighty dream again. Here, here. That's to me, beautiful. that's the most gorgeous. That's the most gorgeous way of putting the fact that we love this country, but it's never been what we said it was going to be. There was never a perfect time. It's something that we're still striving toward. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's sort of two groups that are trying to reform America along racial lines. And one of is, one of them is the MLK group. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And there and essentially what he said is um african americans were given a check a, you know but the check was was not i forget the exact analogy but essentially a promise was made you know a check was written to us we're here to collect that's what he said in the march on washington you made a promise america live up to your ideals right but uh, but then the, the, there's malcolm versus martin right um so mm -hmm. th there's I'd always been an, another group that says the system is fundamentally rotten at its core and you have to destroy the American system. It's this is the 1619 project idea. Yeah, yeah. America is built on slavery. America is inherently white supremacy. Let's burn it down and start over with who knows what. Po please point out there in the world to the society that we're going to be after the great woke revolution. You just show me what our lives are going to be like. Right. What are we aiming for? What are we aiming for? White lives, black lives, whoever. Where is it? And and tell us, show us your example project. Um, and th those those are really the, the the choices. And I think equality 
is essentially saying, America, live up to your ideals, which yeah. ideals that they got from the Bible. Again, respecter of persons. You know, literally a respecter of person is someone who looks before, someone who looks at a face, literally, someone who makes a decision based on the face. Um, Now, in the case of James, it's about class, but it doesn't really matter whether it's class or race. It is you've made a decision about the worth of someone based on an external characteristic or a class that you can put them in. Um, That has to be rejected by Christians first. And then the, the nation should follow that. Now, of course, that would work a lot better if the church were ra- were racially That's more right. united. Yeah. Right. If we weren't so segregated Sunday morning, maybe it would be more credible to say we believe in equality. But if we're not practicing equality, then that's a little bit of a problem. But you go where you're comfortable, right? You go where you're comfortable. You do. Yeah. yeah. But Jerry, it's always being a, a Christian is being uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that is the truth. Jerry Boyer has been with us. Check out Jerry's book, The Maker Versus the Takers, What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. And in 15 seconds or less, Jerry, tell us about your podcast. Um, it's a lot like... seconds or less. <laughs> oh, we're gone. Oh, we're done? <laughs> okay. It's, it's almost as much fun as this. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Let's face it. Talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older. and Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to ethoslife.com now for your free estimate. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com. Ethoslife.com. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save on Valspar 5-Gallon Ultra Flat Paint. Was $131, now just $123. 
Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn up to 900 bonus points with the purchase of a Graco Magnum X7 paint spray. Lowe's knows pros. Valspar offers valid through 8 to selection varies by location. Estimated bonus points valid through 630. Actual awarded bonus points calculated on purchase price before taxes and after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms and conditions. Jerry Boyer, he's something else, I'll tell you. Listen, uh, uh, we ran out of time, but uh, if you're online, check out Jerry. Uh, he's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. His book is excellent. The podcast is terrific. Jerry Boyer, uh, well worth uh, reading and listening to. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's time, to. John. All right. Come clean here because w- in many ways we fall down in these holes. We're, we tend to be the opposite of what Jerry's doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there are times, friends, mm-hmm. yeah. listeners, uh, friends, Romans, countrymen, that um, maybe when we're talking about something on the air, we kind of, you know, get our wires crossed. Sometimes Which you we well say know. Something, sometimes we say things we don't mean. Sometimes we are yeah. utilizing wrong information. Anyway, mm-hmm. now we are debuting our brand new segment, Lexi. Would you hit the music, please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I, I, what would you call a segment? Uh, um, I'm going to call this segment, John, Things We Screwed Up. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it's kind of like a newspaper in the old days where they would have a retraction. Like inside the front page, at the bottom, they'd be like, okay, we, we want to make a little adjustment here because we said this, but the facts are actually this. Mm-hmm. That's fair, right? I think so, John. Have the record I mean, straight if you can. Yeah. So let's start with this. Yeah. Yesterday's show, mm. I was talking about, does this make sense, couscous. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I said, couscous is a grain. It's high in protein. And I got... A very nice, kind email from Terry. Very nice. And Terry said, hey, guess what, Kath? This is a thing you screwed up. Couscous Mm. is not a grain. It's a pasta made as little balls of semolina flour and water. Perhaps you were thinking of quinoa, which is exactly what I was thinking of, John. Right, okay. So So in my head, it was quinoa. It came out of my mouth as couscous. It's something I screwed up. So then are you saying you're pro-couscous and anti-quinoa? Yes, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. All right. Okay, yeah. Thank you. But then it wasn't just me because Terry decided to correct you a little bit, John. (laughs) Terry. Because you were talking about the Patty Duke show, which you said was about identical twins. Yeah. uh, Meet Kathy, who's been most everywhere, from Santa Barb to Barclays, Berkeley Square, right? Yeah. But Patty's only seen the sights a girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. Okay, so they're... I, I believe that they were identical twins because Patty no. Duke played the same character. No, they were identical cousins in appearance only. That's right. As teenagers from vastly different backgrounds, Terry said, they used the resemblance to achieve their own ends with a comedy flavor. Mm-hmm. I think one had an accent, too. Right? You know, mm. uh, the, anyway, uh, it's still worth looking at. And, you know, I, I went last night on YouTube. You can find the Patty Duke show. I mean, if you're so inclined. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to do that. After this debacle, who knows, right? Uh, yeah. But, All right, and also this week we talked about Roseanne Barr, right? Oh Rob's yeah. Going, oh Roseanne Barr, you know, anti uh, anti Semitic rant she went on, right? And. Uh, it turns out it was all in good jest, which I right. find still hard to believe. I know I really she do. should never have said that. I no, mean, who are we not. kidding? I mean, you know, but you know, as a comedian, and I'm pro comedian, they should push the limits. That you know, from the court jester forward, we need the comedians. Do I need Roseanne Barr? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, that's our but segment. Maybe, but maybe before we talked about the video, we should have watched the entire video instead of thinking that maybe, you know, we had the whole thing when we only had the clip. Got caught in the trap. There you it's go. Our, it's our debut of things we screwed up. Well, this will be a reoccurring feature, I'm sure. <laughs> so I don't think this is a one-time only thing. I don't think so. So thank you. Who was the listener? Uh, that was Terry. Terry, for your kindness, thank your you, generosity Terry. to spirit. Instead of complaining and yelling at us, no, you she were was very kind. kind. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, we'll take a quick break. That was the 4 o'clock hour, 5 o'clock hour coming up. Uh, we got much more ahead. Uh, what are we talking about here, Kath? Oh, the book of Hebrews. Holy smokes. We're not going to screw that up, I promise. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Dot com. Check it out. News. I'm John Scott. President Biden says this is a sad day for higher education. That's after the Supreme Court ruled colleges and universities must stop considering race and admissions. But Virginia's conservative governor is among those praising today's Supreme Court decision upending affirmative action in college admissions. Bob Agnew has more. Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin sees race-based admissions policies as part of a broader trend. We've seen the pursuit of equity in fact, uh, undermine excellence. He says the high court ruling provides a new opportunity for students in his state and around the country. And this is just a moment for us to all step back and, and recognize that we have to raise the bar. The court invalidated race-based admissions policies at Harvard and UNC, ruling they did not comply with the 14th Amendment's guarantee of equal protection. Bob Agner reporting. This is SRN News. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. Hey, this is John Hall. When you use my promo code WORD, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out, so act now. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so please order now. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Summer is here. Time to fire up the grill and raise your new custom motorized shades from Blinds.com. Save 40% site-wide right now during our 4th of July Spectacular. We've got everything from Roman and roller shades to shutters, curtains, and more. Plus outdoor shades to keep your deck and patio cool for summer hangouts and backyard barbecues. 
Talk to a Blinds.com design expert today and get samples shipped directly to you, fast and free. Need help with measuring and installation? We've got you covered there, too. And there's no need for an in-home consultation just to get a quote. You always get upfront pricing right on our website. With Blinds.com, you never have to sacrifice when it comes to style, service, or selection. Plus, you can rest easy with our 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop Blinds.com's 4th of July Spectacular happening now through July 5th and save 40% site-wide plus doorbusters. 40% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy skies expected tonight. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tonight's low 63. More humid tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Watch for a strong thunderstorm in the afternoon. Again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tomorrow's high 82. It'll be humid Saturday with variable cloudiness. An afternoon thunderstorm or two at a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today. The sun is shining, so perhaps the um, Canadian wildfire will get a little break in the action here, right? It was a crazy day. Sure was a crazy day. I was, uh, I was downtown. I was in Oakland, and I was downtown today, and it was like there was... It was. I said earlier in the show, it was like there was a car fire in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was that hard to see stuff. Right. Someone said it was uh, ET Day, uh, Edgar Thompson Day at the ballpark. Okay. Listen to this. Uh, Pew says this. Here's some numbers from Pew. At 39 percent, the share of U.S. adults who are extremely proud to be Americans is essentially unchanged from last year's. 38% record low. The combined 50, 67% of Americans who are now extremely or very proud, 28, also aligns with the historically subdued 65% reading one year ago. Another 22% of U.S. adults currently say they are, quote, moderately proud, while 7% are only a little and 4% are not at all. Okay. Uh, Gallup uh, first asked this question in January of 2001. 55% of adults were extremely proud to be Americans. I mean, uh, however, proud soon intensified after 9-11 with extreme pride ranging from 65 to 70% between 2002 and 2004. The percentage of Americans expressing extreme pride declined in 2005 and in subsequent years, but it remained at the majority level throughout 2017. But... Since 2018, uh, extreme pride has consistently been below that, averaging at 42%. All right, take it. Doesn't surprise me, John. I mean, you know, I'm always suspect of polls. Me too. Don't you? I just me, me too. And here's why, in particular, with this poll, uh, and you know, 
look, we've had a lot of great guests from Pew and Gallup over the years. I'm not trying to denigrate what they do in any way, shape or form, but I think that it's a matter of how, what that term means to you. So if extremely patriotic to some people might seem like January 6th. Yeah. And so they're like, well, if that's what extreme patriotism is, I'm not that. So I'm not extremely patriotic where in a general sense, that person might feel a lot of pride in in home and country, Mm -hmm. but they just feel like based on what's been in the news and the kind of cultural conversations we're having, I'm not that. So I I don't know if it means that we have, we're, you know, the country is filled with people that dislike it yeah, or don't appreciate it. I I think that's probably true. Uh, You know, you know, the, the cure for that would be to travel. Right? Oh, yes. The cure for me, let's oh, just go to some country in South America or let's go mm-hmm. to, you know, the former communist bloc or, you know, yep. wherever. Let's leave the borders of the United States for a few weeks or a month or six months. And when you come back, I mean, you know, you'll feel different. I've, I've no doubt. Every about time it. I have come through customs coming back to the U.S. Boom. You're extremely proud. Man, I am. I'm happy to be I back. I really home. am. Yeah. I really am. So you're right. Travel is the cure for a lot of things. Don't I think, you think so. Yeah, I think it's the cure for a lot of like hubris, a lot of, uh, you know, arrogance of language, mm-hmm. arrogance of thought. money, of thought. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. And I, so I think we should go somewhere. Well, I'd love to. <laughs> Why don't too. we have like, you know, uh, you know, like Travelocity sponsor the show. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So like, uh, Okay, if right now someone said, Calf, pack a bag in 15 minutes and you can go anywhere. Where you want oh, to go. I'm so glad you asked because based on the YouTube video I just watched last night before bed, I'm yeah. going to the south of France. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, this, there's this YouTuber. Uh, I don't know her name because I just found her last night. But she does these videos on uh, daily life in a small French town. Mm. And it's like kind of... It's incredibly soothing is the best way I can put it. I mean, it's her talking. It's in English, but it's broken English. And she's, you know, she has a small little boy. He's maybe five years old and her husband. And they live in this very tiny place in this extremely picturesque town, which is perched on a hillside in southern France. And I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go there. See, France was in the news this morning because of uh, social unrest. France yes. was on fire, right? So <laughs> yeah, but not. Don't worry, because this little town right. wasn't okay. Yeah, if I, if France, well, if, I, I, the well, same thing. I, I would if you ask me the same thing, right? If I'm going to travel, listen. July first starts the beginning of the Tour de France. <gasps> July one. Oh my gosh, would you die to see that? Wouldn't you? And it, yeah, I would love to. And it runs through July twenty eighth. Twenty one stages of the most grueling physical and psychological activity. That those two things together. I mean. You know, being on a bike with guys who are world-class fit, who are chasing you every millisecond along the way. And one day you're, you know, you're, you're riding a bicycle up the um, mountains, 130 miles, and then you take a rest and then you get back on your bike the next day and you're, you know, traveling, you know, deep somewhere for another 120 miles. It's incredible. It's it is inc- incredible that anybody could ever do that. It's fabulous. It's really it's the most inc- incredible, exciting sporting event ever, the Tour de France. So I'd love to go to France and see that. That's all. Okay. Well, if you get a like a buy one, get one, like plane yeah. fare, just let me be your first call. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get those sales guys and get that travel off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. and, and before we end this segment, I do want to highlight the state of Oregon because they legalized pumping your own gas after 72 years. 
What? Yeah. How long have we been pumping gas here in, in Pennsylvania? And we, we're not the most progressive state. Uh, you know, no, I bet months. we've been pumping our own gas since. It's probably at least 50 80. years. No, not that long, I don't think. You don't think? No, not 50 years. Huh? Lex, would you find that out? Uh, that, there's an odd question. Right? How long has Pennsylvania been pumping, been their, pumping own, their own gas? It's been self-serve, right? Remember yeah. the first time it happened? You're like, oh, holy smokes. But, listen, uh, New Jersey still does not have people what? pumping their own gas. And they're yeah. our neighbor. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Well, I like to have someone. You ever have you had anybody you know, pump your gas for you? Because you're paying a premium in price New to Jersey do that. every time I'm there. Do they clean your windshield? No. Check the air in your tires. Nope. Nothing. And they don't check your oil. They don't do any of that. They just pump the gas. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right. Yep. Did New Jersey has a lot of problems. So maybe that's. That? What do you got there? Um, So the first self-serve gas station, the dates and locations for the first uh, drive-in station are a bit of a debate. Um, However, most give the title to a golf station in Pittsburgh, PA. Oh. On December 1st, 1913. 1913? No, that's the first gas station. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, the first gas station. Oh, right. Are we sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me try again. That was a golf (laughs) gas station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me try All right. again. Do we in take Pittsburgh, a did you know that? Yeah. First gas station yeah, course, was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. It's up by the. It was up by the Playhouse. Okay. Well, where the Playhouse used to be. You mean yeah. the one right across the Boulevard That's of the Allies? There? Yeah, up in there. Yeah. Really. Uh-huh. That's fabulous. I tuned into the ride home today. Very nice. Listen, so uh, we we may be doing a, a retraction. Just saying. Just <laughs> I guess kidding. there I'm is. Kidding. Yeah, in, in the four o'clock hour, we debuted our new segment: things we screwed up. Mm-hmm. If no. you missed that or anything else, you. You, uh, can yes, always, thank you. you can always check out our podcast. All right, we need to step away because Dr. Amy Peeler is in the on-deck circle. We want to bring her up to bat. We're going to talk about the book of Hebrews. She just finished her new commentary on that. Amy's from Wheaton College, so stay close. Be a conversation about a really terrific, insightful book of the New Testament. That's up next, Thursday edition. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. What do we do? When people mistreat us, how do we respond? If we listen to the voices of the world around us, we will be no different than they are. God seems to have a different plan. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, The Tender Warrior, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. 
His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. If you've been praying for healing, this may be your moment. Billy Burke of Billy Burke World Outreach returns to Pittsburgh July 9th and 10th. Get ready for a transformative spiritual experience like none other and witness an evening of healing and divine encounters with renowned evangelist Billy Burke at the Doubletree by Hilton and Cranberry, 7 p.m. Sunday, July 9th, 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday, July 10th. Come expecting a miracle. Details at BillyBurke.org. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn, challenge, and grow, where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers who partner with parents, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees while they last at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Dr. Amy Peeler is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show, Associate Professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, Associate Rector at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Geneva, Illinois, author of Women and the Gender of God. And Amy, in all the many years that Kath and I have been producing this show, you may be the first guest ever who joins us from summer camp. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have that honor. <laughs> I love it. I love it very much. Thank you. We've had people who were doing their grocery shopping while they were talking to us on the phone. Summer camp is much more enjoyable. Yeah, summer camp is much more enjoyable. Uh, Okay, Amy, um, so you've just finished a commentary on the book of Hebrews. And I, you know, you gave us a list of things that you thought it'd be fun to talk about. And I jumped on that because I love the book of Hebrews. I think it's so beautiful. It's just, it's my favorite. um, It's, I think it's my favorite book of the Bible, Um, but it's certainly my favorite book of the new Testament. So uh, talk about why talk about Hebrews, like give people like a short intro if they've Mm -hmm. never read it, what it's like and why you decided to uh, invest your time in it. Sure. Oh, well, I love hearing that it's your favorite. That's not everyone's answer. Sometimes Hebrews gets ignored. Mm -hmm. So that warms my heart. Hebrews is such an excellent book to keep us honest about both the Old and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. It has more citations of the Old Testament than any other New Testament book. It recalls, most people will probably be familiar with chapter 11, which is normally Mm -hmm. known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. So it tells all of these stories, Abraham and Sarah and Enoch and Moses, how they trusted God. But then its main contribution to the New Testament is that it depicts Jesus as the high priest. Maybe we're familiar with that as Christians, but Hebrews is the only book to give us that picture that Jesus is our mediator and that he offers sacrifices himself to pay for our sins. And then he ascends and sits at God's right hand. So I love teaching Hebrews to people because as they read through, they might hear some phrases. The word of God is living and active. Uh, It is a fearful Mm. thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Phrases that we know as part of Christian tradition, but they're located in this book. And it is such a beautiful picture of God's grace really in the work of Jesus as priest. Wonderful. Amy, talk to us about the author of Hebrews. 
love that question. If I had a dime for every time it was asked <laughs> of me, I would be very rich. Very uh, nice. It's one, it's one of the few books of the New Testament, especially epistles, that have has no introduction. So this author just jumps right into the sermon. And so we don't have that typical, I so-and-so am greeting you so-and-so. And really from the beginning, there were questions about who wrote it. It kind of gets joined in with Paul's letters, and there are some themes that sound very familiar to Paul. But in other ways, the language and the statements are really different. So even early church fathers thought maybe Barnabas wrote it or maybe Luke. Um, even later on, someone thought that Priscilla wrote it. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know for sure, but I am convinced that of the people of the New Testament that we know, Apollos, whose, whose story we get in Acts 18, seems like a really good fit. He knows the scriptures. He's good at rhetoric. This person is very skilled at presenting an argument. And he's associated with Paul, but I think he's moving Paul's arguments into some different territory. So for who we know, my money would be on Apollos. But again, at the end of the day, we have to respect. Uh, it just doesn't say clearly who the author is. So if it is Apollos, you know, and that makes a lot of sense, then to me, it's even more exciting because, you know, Acts tells us that he's taken aside by Priscilla yeah. and Aquila, right? right? Because he's got a lot of the right stuff, but maybe doesn't get the whole story. And he's clearly humble enough to mm. be able to have heard that from a man and a woman, yes. a Priscilla and Aquila, a woman and a man. Right. And if this is what he produced after, well, then that's incredible. Exactly. I often say to my students, uh, you know, if I learn that Priscilla actually wrote it, awesome. But even if not, it could very well be that her fingerprints are here as a teacher. And that's such a good word, Kathy, about his humility. There's a section in Hebrews about the necessity of learning. It's in chapter five and learning is challenging and you have to start with the basics and then become more mature. That could be autobiographical that mm -hmm. he had to be willing to be taught. And now he wants this community community to have that same humility that it's okay to grow in faith you don't know everything all at the very beginning yes right. so amy uh, before you joined us you, you talked about um you had just finished a commentary on hebrews mm -hmm. now for people who are listening who uh, may or may not be christians talk about what a commentary is and your work with that Sure. So a commentary is an old kind of writing in which every verse of the Bible you make a comment about. And the goal is actually to aid people as they read the Bible. So in no way is it a replacement for just sitting down and reading the book yourself. But because I have the time and resources to study the ancient languages and the history, there are some things that are confusing here. And that's true of any mm -hmm. biblical book. And so a commentary is meant as a guide to kind of someone come alongside and say, hey, if this part is confusing, here's a way to think about it. And so my hope is that someone might take up my book and say, I don't know what to do with this paragraph, get some insights, and then go right back to the book of Hebrews and feel more confident as they read. So then you individually, you spend all this time thinking, reading, studying on the book of Hebrews. Just personally, what does that do to you? Mm, that's a good question. Wow, that is a wonderful question. And really, that's been true for me for almost 20 years now, because I did my dissertation on Hebrews and have written on it a lot. One thing I love, and I was doing my copy edits this morning, so I was immersed in the text again, there are 
always new things to discover. So I think what it does to me is it makes me realize that the depth of riches in a biblical book, mm. even a biblical book that I've spent time with for a good 20 years, there are things I haven't uncovered yet. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking about Abraham and Isaac because the uh, at our church, we're going to study them this weekend. And then I was reading Hebrews and how it talks about Abraham's faith. And I saw connections that I've never seen before. Mm. And so I think this book Personally, I actually started studying it because I found parts of it kind of scary. There are warning passages in Hebrews that kind of make it sound like if you mess up, then you're out forever. But as I have studied it more and more, I've had more assurance that what God has done in Christ is settled forever. It is finished. And as I stay tethered to Christ, I don't have to worry about my own perfections or imperfections. I keep my eyes on him. And I think that has totally shaped my own spiritual life. See, I love that that personal take. In fact, I was that was kind of the next question I was going to ask mm. you because when uh, when I think of Hebrews, uh, I I'm like I become very self centered, and I think about the mm. the parts of the book that mean something to me, mm. like that have really anchored me at different times. Of course, you know <laughs> Hebrews eleven. I love the phrase. Um, uh, we're looking forward to a city whose architect yes. and builder is God. I mean, mm. I just, I can't think of a phrase I love more in the new Testament than that. That's such a beautiful picture. But I think the thing that's meant the most to me is for the joy set before him. Yes. Jesus endured the cross. And for me, I feel like it puts, it, it highlights Jesus humanity to me yes. that he needed to get his head in the right place. Right. When suffering hit him, he had mm. to think to himself, okay, this is terrible, but there is something better coming. And if yeah. Jesus had to do that, then this is a pattern for me in, in yeah. my suffering is to be able to say, you know what? I know there's something better. I know that there's joy coming and I ha this is how I'm going to get through what mm. I'm getting through. Absolutely. Yes. It's one of the books that portrays his humanity with the greatest spread of emotion. Yes. Yeah in chapter five with great cries and tears, mm. he prayed to the one who's able to save him from death. That, that shows that his entry into death was not stoic. <laughs> it was difficult. And then you join that with chapter 12. He had this joy, joy of being obedient to the will that he and his father had decided, the joy of bringing his brothers and sisters along with him into God's kingdom. And that kept him going. So he then can be our sympathetic high priest as chapter four says, because he's gone through these experiences of emotion, they are not foreign to him. And that is so. And he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. Exactly. That's another exactly. part that I love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. As lowly as we are, mm -hmm. he says, I am absolutely thrilled to identify that. Isn't that amazing? There it is. Okay. So, it's Amy, people thing. are listening to this conversation right now and they're going, oh, the book of Hebrews. Well, maybe I should read this. If someone was going to sit down tonight after the show, say it's eight o'clock or so, uh, dinner's over, uh, what what should they be aware of as they start to read mm. through? Is there some guideposts you can give us? Excellent. Yes. I might recommend that before someone sits down with Hebrews, you take just a few minutes and you go back to Exodus, mm. not the kind of exciting plague parts, 
but I would recommend that someone sit down and look at Exodus maybe 19 to 20 when God is giving the law to the people, calling them into covenant. I think that would be a great preamble that would prepare you well to then enter into Hebrews. My other recommendation is that Hebrews is repetitive. As a good rhetorician, he kind of starts an idea and then he'll circle back to it. And so if you feel yourself saying, I feel like I've read this before, you're actually in the right place. Mm. Like a good teacher, he does some repetition so you can really get the ideas in your head. Yeah. Okay. Here's another part. I, I, I was going, we're almost done, but I have to bring this up because this is another thing uh, about Hebrews that I just find intensely personal. Like a lot of it is super theological, you know, talking about Jesus as the priest and king, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, linking it back to the Old Testament into the mm-hmm. sacrificial system, all of that sort of thing. So it's, uh, there's heavy theology, but there's also really personal things like Jesus setting us free those of us who our whole lives have been held captive to our fear of death. Yes. I look around the world. Or I look around you entertainment. I look at my mm-hmm. own heart. I look around family. That is, we are held captive to that. Mm-hmm. And to think that there is, that there is an answer to that question when people say, well, what do we do? Like, you know, there's nothing else for us except we're going to die to think that, that God had so much compassion on us and mm-hmm. would rescue us from that. I mean, I, I just think that's so incredible. Absolutely. Preach it, Kathy. That is I awesome. just love it. I love it so much. And it, it really shows us that Christ's death and resurrection is not this kind of cold, like he puts something on us that's not ours. I mean, we're given his righteousness, but Hebrews gives us this rescue picture. We're enslaved and he frees us from that slavery. That's a very different aspect on the prism of atonement, of what he does to get our salvation. And it's a powerful one. He defeats the devil who has the power of death. Mm-hmm. And in a modern society, maybe we don't think about death as presently in front of us as they would have in the first century. But I think the undertones of our mortality absolutely shape life. And that this is the Christian hope, no matter how bad things are, we know that our life will extend eternally because Christ's life is now eternal and we're caught up in together with him. I'm into that. A- Amy Peel is with us from Wheaton College. And um, Amy, uh, as you came in, we talked about you being at summer camp. Now, uh, you are the um, the pastor to the to the college staff. You know, right. um, in this world where you think, oh, well, I mean, you know, hell in a handbasket, things are just falling off a cliff. Talk about your time there. Mm. You have to be encouraged by what you see, yeah? Yes. I'm continually encouraged Mm. by working with college students. They are not blind to the difficulties of the world. They will soon enter as working adults, but they have this freshness. And especially here, they're serving younger people, middle schoolers or elementary school students. They're very focused on this day this day that the Lord has given them. And this is all we have. And so to hear their hearts for these young people, and then they just want me to come alongside and can you pray for these kids with me? And I have these questions. Can you help me so I can answer them better? Their selflessness gives me incredible hope. So I'm definitely Mm. one of those middle-aged people that is thrilled. I think 20-somethings are amazing human Mm. beings. Now, maybe I get to see just awesome ones in my context. But even at the summer camp, they're not all Wheaton students. They're from across the U.S. 
And they are about the business of doing good today. And that's what they're going to be faithful in. So that's a good encouragement for me. I love that. That's Dr. Amy Peeler. She's associate professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, also associate rector at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Geneva, Illinois. You can check out her book, Women and the Gender of God. Amy, this has been super fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. So glad the technology worked. Yeah. (laughs) Have fun at camp. Thank you. Put that deed on, Amy. Stay free. Exactly. God bless. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all, especially the ones you love most. RAID, protection for all. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save on Valspar 5-Gallon Ultra Flat Paint. Was $131, now just $123. Plus, MVP's Pro Rewards members earn up to 900 bonus points with the purchase of a Graco Magnum X7 paint sprayer. Lowe's knows pros. Valspar offer valid through 8-2. Selection varies by location. Estimated bonus points valid through 630. Actual awarded bonus points calculated on purchase price before taxes and after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms and conditions. If you're looking for a great book that explores the character and work of Jesus, contact Truth For Life today and request a copy of the book, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospel. Each chapter unpacks a different role that marks the work and nature of Christ, such as his role as king, teacher, healer, and servant. Get your copy today at truthforlife.org donate. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey
Air quality alert remains in effect. Partly cloudy skies expected tonight. Air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tonight's low 63. More humid tomorrow with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Watch for a strong thunderstorm in the afternoon. Again, air quality will be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Tomorrow's high 82. It'll be humid Saturday with variable cloudiness. An afternoon thunderstorm or two at a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Hot air ballooning. Well, <laughs> have you ever seen those those images? You know, I think they do this, you know, annually. You go out to like New Mexico, and there's the hot air balloon yep. festival. Yes, that's so beautiful, isn't it? Yes, so lovely. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? No. Well, talking about going, you know, any way the wind blows, right? Yeah. Nothing really matters. <laughs> um, that's my queen impersonation. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That's something. Uh, I mean, considering, you know, you know, you can go to the bottom of the ocean or up in a spaceship now, you know, the hot air balloon feels a little analog. Um, I've not done it. Uh, it it, I think it makes sense. Yeah, it uh-huh. seems thrilling, carefree in a way, uh-huh. perhaps foolish, but I, I think it does make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense at all. Oh, come on. No, it doesn't make Where's sense at all. It's, it's uncontrollable. Wait, it's unco- wait, it's uncontrollable. Yeah, it is. Right? And uh, it's a little crazy, and it you're sit- and you're in a basket. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Oh. So I, it does not make sense, and yet I endorse it. First time ever. Okay, so someone said, hey, Kath, you want to go on a hot air balloon? You going to go? I would say that doesn't make any sense at all, and yes. Oh, very good. I'm surprised then you've never, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all right. Hot air balloon, uh, I think it makes sense. Okay, we both agree that hot air ballooning no, makes I sense. No, I say it doesn't make sense, but oh, I still love oh. it. Okay, all right. All right, does this make sense? The bumper sticker. Okay, now... I mean, in this, again, in this digital world, the analog process of a bumper sticker, you get to see someone's true colors in a way if they choose to show themselves, yeah? Well, clearly they choose to do it if they've yeah. plastered that. John, a bumper sticker doesn't make any sense. Come on. It doesn't make an iota of wrong. sense. It doesn't You're make wrong. the tiniest bit of sense. No, you know why? Wrong. Why? You know why? Because you've just purchased an incredibly expensive appliance, also known as your car, and now you're going to slap some kind of crappy sticker on it? Get out of here. It does car. not make sense. Even if you have a crappy car, all you're succeeding in doing is making it look worse. You're letting your personality shine through. Okay. Uh, Let someone meet you at a coffee shop so that they can find out what your personality is. I read a while ago that the more bumper stickers are on someone's car, the more they are prone to road rage. There we go. That Does that surprise that, you? No, well. Doesn't make any sense, John. I kind of no. like, you know, if you're stuck behind in traffic and someone's got like 50 bumper stickers. All you're thinking in the back think, of your head is, boy, that car looks terrible. No. I, I, they make sense to me. 101.5 WORD. It's in the storms of life that God wants to speak peace to you. That's what we'll hear this week from Dr. J. Vernon McGee and our study of Job as Elihu defends God and urges Job to trust in him too. 
It's a great section of scripture, one that will challenge how we look at the storms in our own lives. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. I sat through probably my 40th Memorial Day parade recently, but on this particular day, I was kind of being a negative Nelly. It was scorching hot. There were a zillion people fighting for the same four parking spots. And no disrespect, but there were a lot of clowns. See? Negative Nelly. But as I sat there all embarrassing-like, I was hit smack upside the head with a big dose of perspective. As our veterans marched by and as thousands of people stood to our feet and gave the incredible men and women the thank you they deserve. And reminded me, I've got nothing to be negative or Nelly about. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And veterans, you should know that the government offers you some significant advantages on new home purchases and cash-out refinances. Things like 0% down on purchases, no PMI, and the ability to cash out a higher percentage of equity than most. If you're curious, it would truly be our honor to try to help at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Right now, My Pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. Hey, this is John Hall. When you use my promo code WORD, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out, so act now. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so please order now. Word FM presents the Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar. Enter now for your chance to win the perfect date night for two. August 18th, our grand prize couple will be swept away on our Gateway Clipper dinner cruise, followed by a romantic night stay at the mansions on 5th. Grand prize to be awarded August 11th, followed by three more weekly dinner for two giveaways during August. The Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar, creating lasting relationships with customers for over 50 years. Enter now at wordfm.com. If you're a Supreme Court watcher, this is your this is your high season. Because uh, as they wind down their terms, there are many cases that uh, have been uh, settled. And today, we were not disappointed. Two cases came the way. Uh, of course, affirmative action, that's a whole other can of worms. We're not going to talk about that now. But we'll talk about the Supreme Court today, strengthened religious accommodations in the workplace. Here today to talk to us about that is John Birch. John is the Vice President of Appellate Advocacy and Senior Counsel at Alliance Defending Freedom, which had a major part in this case. And John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Uh, tell us about Gerald Groff um, and what his situation was, what he uh, wanted to happen, what did happen, and how it ended up at the Supreme Court. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gerald is an evangelical Christian, and his religion teaches that Sundays are supposed to be a day of rest devoted to worship in the Lord. 
In 2012, he took a mail delivery job with the United States Postal Service, and that position generally didn't involve Sunday work, and so it didn't conflict with his religious beliefs. Uh, but all that changed after the Postal Service agreed to begin using Sundays to make deliveries for Amazon. So he immediately approached his bosses and asked for an exemption so that he didn't have to work on Sunday. But uh, they were not able to accommodate that, and so eventually he was let go entirely. Um, he was re reassigned and, and then let go. So he sued under Title VII, which is a federal law that requires all employers to give their employees reasonable religious accommodations. And what the statute says is that the employer must give that accommodation unless it presents an undue hardship. But uh, Gerald lost in the lower courts because of a, an old U.S. Supreme Court precedent from the, the 1970s that reinterpreted undue hardship to mean uh, no more than a de minimis cost. And the Postal Service said because they had to go out and find other workers uh, to fulfill the Sunday delivery obligation, that was a de minimis cost, and therefore um, they didn't have to accommodate. And today the U.S. Supreme Court overturned those decisions. Interesting. All right, so good news for, for this man, the individual, but moving forward, then, John, what does that mean for the rest of us who would claim religious discrimination? Yeah, let, let's talk about the new standard and some context where this might come up. Um, first, okay. the court clarified that undue hardship means what it says, that the hardship would have to be substantial in the conduct context of the employer's business. Um, so that could be a substantial monetary cost or it could be a substantial disruption in business. And the size of the organization matters. So if you had a, a small business owner and they only had a couple of employees and there was a religious accommodation that was going to upset the entire business, then you know, perhaps they wouldn't have to do that. But when you're talking about the United States Postal Service or other large companies, there are very few things that are, are going to be so unduly hard on them that they won't be able to accommodate them. The other thing the court clarified is that just because other coworkers don't have the religious belief or they don't like religious accommodations is not a reason for the company not to offer religious accommodations. So Alliance Defending Freedom has a, a client. His, his name is Mr. Klug, K-L-U-G-E. And he was a very successful high school orchestra teacher. But then the school had a policy that required him to use the preferred pronouns of his students. And for religious reasons that he believes God or God creates us male and female, and that can't be changed, um, he couldn't use preferred pronouns because he believed those to be lies. And so initially, the school accommodated him by allowing him to refer to all the students in his class by their last name only, like a coach would. And if anyone asked why he did that, he said, well, the orchestra is like a team, like the football team or the basketball team, and that seemed fine. Yeah. Um, but there were a few students and a few other teachers who didn't like his religious beliefs. And so after that school year, even though the class went fine and there were no complaints from parents, the school revoked that accommodation. Well, after this decision, it'll be difficult for the school to argue that those complaints from people who disagreed with his religious viewpoints are such a hardship that they don't have to offer that accommodation again. Mm. That's interesting. Can you talk then about the significance of the fact that this was a unanimous vote by the Supreme Court today? Well, that was really interesting because when the, the case first went up after the, the court decided to review it, kind of the assumption was that all the conservatives would broadly want to protect mm -hmm. religious liberty and accommodations and the liberals would not. 
but the same thing happened that's happened in a number of cases over the last several years is that the court broadly agreed that religious liberty was worth protecting. So it was nine to zero here um, in the, the case involving um, the city of Philadelphia when it told uh, Catholic social services that it could no longer do foster care placements because of their religious beliefs about marriage between one man and one woman. That was a 9-0 decision in favor of religious liberty. Uh, the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, that was another ADF case involving master baker Jack Phillips and his inability to create a cake for someone uh, to celebrate a same-sex wedding, which was against his religious beliefs. That one was 7-2. to two. Uh, so in, in case after case, you see all the judges, no matter their political persuasion or judicial philosophy, coming together to protect religion. And I think that's something that is very encouraging. Very much so. John Burst joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom, where he is senior counsel. So, John, in this case in particular, the um, you know, the, this is a, a major win for you. And so for Alliance Defending Freedom, you accept this case. You spend many, many, I'm sure, countless hours providing all the details, getting things together, and then it goes before the court. You argue the case. When it comes back like this um, as unanimous decision, is it a surprise? And how does that make you feel when you first hear the ruling? Uh, well, just to clarify, um, the, the Groff case is not our, our case. The Kluge case is one of ours. Uh, there was another organization that handled this. But we filed a friend of the court brief, and we also um, helped the attorneys prepare for oral argument and things like that. Um, I see. So we, 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 we are still very excited about this and delighted when it comes back unanimous. That's a reason to celebrate. Um, but, but since you're mentioning our cases, we actually have another case that the Supreme Court is going to issue the opinion tomorrow, and that's 303 Creative. Uh, that's our client, Lori Smith. She's a website designer, and it's kind of the sequel to the, the Masterpiece Cake Shop case for Jack Phillips. Um, in that case, although the court ruled in his favor, it did so on a relatively narrow ground, and in Colorado, they're still discriminating against Christians who want to be able to honor God's uh, teachings about marriage in their professional creative life. And so as a website designer, she can make websites that honor God's plan for marriage, but can make websites that violate that plan. And so she's in the same boat as Jack, as far as Colorado officials are concerned. And so uh, we, we did have that case and argued it in December. And tomorrow is the last day of the court's term for announcing opinions. And so we should get that tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. John, talk about Alliance Defending Freedom before you leave us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ADF is the largest public interest law firm in the world defending religious liberty, free speech, parental rights, marriage and family, and the right to life. Um, we are in the U.S. Supreme Court and in other courts around the country all the time. Um, I've mentioned Masterpiece Cake Shop. Uh, some of your listeners might have heard of Dobbs, uh, the pro-life speech last year, mm -hmm. where we are up uh, uh, I'm sorry, right to life speech or a quick case from last year where we partnered with the state of Mississippi to get Roe versus Wade overturned. Um, we have uh, attorneys all across this country, but in many others, all fighting to protect individual liberties. And uh, if you want to know more about our cases, uh, be able to pray for our attorneys and for our clients and support us in other ways, you can find us on the web at adflegal.org. Very nice. John, thank you so much. We are, of course, fans of Alliance Defending Freedom and the excellent work you do on the behalf of Christian believers. Keep up the good fight, John. Thank you. Have a great day. Our, our great pleasure. That's John Birch, Vice President of Appellate Advocacy, Senior Counsel at Alliance Defending Freedom. Good news for believers. 
about our rights in the court system. We'll take a, a quick break. We've got a little more left here. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. America, America, God shed his grace on me. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. At pay for by Open Jar Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait, 800 800- 515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. If you're looking for a great book that explores the character and work of Jesus, contact Truth For Life today and request a copy of the book, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospel. Each chapter unpacks a different role that marks the work and nature of Christ, such as his role as king, teacher, healer, and servant. Get your copy today at truthforlife.org slash donate. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School and Champion PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Those fine people who make Pepsi and Pepsi products are operating under the assumption that people enjoy both soda and hot dogs and then therefore have no qualms about combining the two in the same food item. PepsiCo is gearing up to debut a new cola-flavored condiment intended to top hot dogs like you would ketchup or mustard, called Cola Chup. Like ketchup, Cola Chup, the new condiment was developed by Pepsi and the Culinary Institute of America. Um, It's a reduction of... Pepsi, smoked 
tomatoes, onions, ketchup, and a, quote, delightful blend of clove, cinnamon, thyme, <laughs> oregano, and paprika, hmm. according to a Pepsi representative. Sounds like a candle. Mm. Now, it, it may be short-lived. It's only going to appear, apparently, in four major league ballparks mm -hmm. this season. So you've got to travel to uh, New York, Detroit, Phoenix, uh, or Minneapolis to get a, a little taste of cola chup. Would you try it? I absolutely would try it. Yeah, me too. Um, I it, I have no assurance that I would like it, but I seem to, I mean, I love Coke and I love ketchup. Mm -hmm. So it would Pepsi, be, it's not Coke. or pe you're right. Forgive me. I also like Pepsi. I don't love it as much as Coke, but I, yeah. I enjoy Pepsi. Yeah, sure. I feel like I would be, I want to keep an open mind. Mm -hmm. Now yeah, I haven't I had a well. hot dog in a long time. Why? Is this like some sort of health thing? Yeah. I like a hot dog. What's the well, heck? Of course. Hot dogs are you. delicious. I'm it's not going to kill you, Kat. Yeah. Just I know. Good, I have like a Hebrew national hot dog. That's a good I dog. only like hot dogs if they're grilled. Okay. Because I'm so not going to microwave it or something crazy like boiling it. Right. I mean, I don't want to say you're high maintenance or anything, but man. Well, man, like that shouldn't be man. news to you. The heck? Yeah. I mean, I'm like Sally Albright when Harry <laughs> met Sally. I like things the way I like them. Okay, that's fine. All right. So if you come to my house, I mean, you know, maybe I'll talk you into having a dog. Sure. Now, but I'm surprised that you would try that because I know you're, you feel very strongly about the fact that mustard is the only thing that should be on a hot dog. I'm doing mustard. If I'm doing a dog, like, like the ultimate dog, I'm doing mustard, uh, brown mustard, relish, and some onions. If I'm not hanging out, kissing anybody. Right. Sure. Just saying. Now, do you care whether that's a sweet relish or a dill relish? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yourself? Right. Or what are you putting on your um, dog? I, oh, I love... Love, 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 love ketchup on a hot dog. I do not. And I know that people think that's un-American and that I'm some do. kind people... of poser or something. But I love ketchup, but ketchup on a dog. It's, it's so delicious to mm. me. Really? It's so good. Mustard to me is a lot. I mean, it's not that I don't like it, but yes. I like it in like super small quantity. Okay. And I never like brown. Never, oh, ever, brown? ever, ever. Always brown. Never, never brown. It should never brown. What? I don't think, like, no, it should always be like the yellow mustard is a delicious thing. What? Or what about the gray poupon? Like a, exactly. If I, I pull like up that. my rolls, I pull up my Rolls Royce and go, hey, give me my gray poupon. But you're going to give me a funny you, look. You, but you're it's not brown calling mustard. that brown mustard. It's brown. No, it's not brown. It's like, it's goldish. That's it's brown. not like golden's brown. is it or is is it golden's brown mustard Gild, uh, yeah i think it is yeah yeah i mean well, it's not brown like... mustard comes in a lot of different shades but i would say poupon it's not yellow no that's dijon mustard that's not dijon. brown mustard well that's that's like the top of the mountain isn't it i like that i do too of course well you like brown mustard then i don't think i would brown mustard is too much it takes <laughs> over i forget <laughs> what i'm eating all of a sudden it's like look what are you having for dinner mustard <laughs> well, it'd be a cheap want... meal, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess, but I don't like think you're I want that. Stuck in an attic somewhere, hiding from the with the bad guys, you, you, sucking on like a, a ketchup bottle. Exactly, or bottle. maybe a little packet. Mm -hmm. um, oh, what cool. about all the? You know, we've been to five games, I think, this year, John. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my own, I'm... you know, I really like the pitch clock and everything, but you don't have time to wait in line for food. Good. That's fine. That's that's fine by me. But that can't be in no, he, the interest of Major League Baseball long term. No, it really, I don't think it is. Here's what you do. If you're going to go to a game now, you get there a little bit early, have yourself a dog or some fries and yeah. your, you know, your beverage, 
and then you sit down and enjoy the game. That's all. Right. You, you don't have time. If you don't have to, but seriously, if you get lines, up and, and it, you know, in the middle of, you know, the second inning becoming the third and you think you're going to wait in line no. and see the bottom of the third, you're going to miss it. No, you're going to miss the whole game. It's going to be That's the bottom of the fifth when you get back. It's fine. That's exactly You're going to wonder what happened. Uh, as much as I was opposed to the clock when I first heard about it, I love it. The game is much brisker. There's nobody sitting there, you know, adjusting their gloves or staring at each other. I like it. I like it. But I think it's a little too fast. I think they need to make the clock a little longer. Okay. Right, I well. need another 30 in the ballpark at least, I think. The commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, I'm sure. Oh, he's, he's excited to hear my opinion on it. Yes. All right. Uh, is the podcast up and running? Is podcast up and running. Find it uh, wherever you get your podcast. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Lexi Merritt, thank you for doing an outstanding job producing the show today. We salute you. Best. Mm-hmm. Back at the home studio in the uh, lovely confines of Green Tree. All right. Have yourself a great night. Uh, say your prayers. And uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.